Hello, and welcome to Messages of Revival Podcast. This is Basil Howard Brown. You know, back in the year of 1992, we were still living in South Africa. That's our birth country. And the Lord began to deal with my heart and began to deal with the heart of my wife about full-time ministry and about coming to America as missionaries to carry the fire of revival. You know, when God began to speak to me about the fire of revival and the fire of the Holy Ghost, I mean, I never even had any. I didn't even really understand fully what that meant. But this is what the Lord told me. He said, you're going to go to America and you're going to go from church to church and you're going to carry the fire revival. You're going to ignite a fire on the inside of the hearts and lives of believers who will then in turn do great things for the kingdom of heaven. And as we ended up the year of 92, uh, we really felt, felt a quickening in our spirit, and we literally sold and gave away everything we had in South Africa, bought our tickets. We had three children at the time, bought our tickets, flew out to America, and we joined up with my brother Rodney, and we served in his ministry for the year of 93. In the latter part of, of December of 92, we were about to head out on a, on a trip on the 1st of January to a place called Ketchikan, Alaska. I began to cry out to God. I began to get very, very hungry and very thirsty. I realized even though I've been born again all my life, you know, there was a change that was needed. God needed to come and do a work on the inside of me and, and allow him to do whatever he wanted to do so he could do whatever he wanted to do through me. Because, you know, the greater the change he does on the inside of you, the greater the change he can, he can instrument through you to the hearts and lives of other people. And you can see hearts and lives of other people being changed and touched and set free. Sometimes we look at ministers and we wonder why why they preach the word they do, and yet there are no signs and wonders. Why they say the things they do, or they say the things they say, but there are no miraculous moves of the Holy Spirit. It's because God is not They've not allowed God to do a work on the inside of their heart and life. And as a result, God can't do a work through them to touch the hearts and lives of others. See, we have to allow the Holy Spirit to come, burn out all the dross, bring a change on the inside of us so that we are not the same. We have to become a totally different carrier, a carrier of the anointing so that signs and wonders and miracles can happen. Um, you know, signs and wonders and miracles don't happen through us because we've been to Bible school, because we have a doctorate, because they call us apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher. It happens because we've surrendered ourselves to the Holy Spirit and to God Almighty to come and do a work on the inside of our heart and life and set us completely free. That's what has happened. So when we got to America... We were very, very hungry, very thirsty for God. Began to cry out the latter part of December. God, you need to touch me. You need to touch me. You need to change me. I need to be set free. In the book of Psalms, chapter 63 and verse 1, the psalmist said this, O God, you are my God. Earnestly will I seek you. My inner self thirsts for you. My flesh longs and is faint for you in a dry and weary land where no water is. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. 
Because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. So will I bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My whole being shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. When I remember you upon my bed and meditate on you, in the night watches. For you have been my help, and in the shadow of your wings I will rejoice. My whole being follows hard after you. You and clings closely to you. Your right hand upholds me. My whole being follows hard after you. See, there comes that place where we have to be so desperate, so desperate for God to come and touch us on the inside of us. It's not about uh, religion. It's not about tradition. It's not about what we're used to doing. It's about allowing the Holy Spirit to come and have His way and breathe upon us and touch us and change us that we'll never be the same again. It's about a whole new level that you would step into as God would take you to a place where He can use you in a very, very powerful way. And so on January the 1st of 93, my brother Rodney, myself, and our music minister got on a plane, and we flew to a place called Ketchikan, Alaska. And I'm sharing all this to, to, for you to realize that there's more that God wants to do in the hearts and lives of His children if His children would let Him, if His children would allow Him, if His children would humble themselves before His mighty hand, he would be the one that would exalt and lift up and then work through us to touch the hearts of people. On the plane going to Ketchikan, Alaska, I told the Lord, I said, I'm so hungry and so desperate for you, and I need a touch of heaven. You need to come and touch me. You know, I didn't dictate how he was going to do it. In extra fact, I didn't even know how he was going to do it. I just know, knew he wanted to do it. Anyway, we started that revival. It was like any other revival I'd been in. And a uh, powerful move of God happening in the mornings, in the evenings. And um, one evening, it was actually into the second week of that two-week revival we had in Ketchikan, Alaska. One evening, on a, on a Tuesday evening, I began to cry out to God and said, Lord God, tonight's my night. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. I need a touch of heaven. And about quarter past nine in the evening, uh, my brother had everybody raise their hands and there were bodies all over the floor and we were just worshiping God. And it's like, um, it's like God showed me an angel. And right down front in the, in the front of the church, I saw an angel standing. And as I, as I did, the power of God fell upon me. My brother walked up to me, laid hands upon me. Power of God knocked me onto the floor and I lay on the floor in the presence of God, and I watched this angel as this angel weaved its way between the people that were lying on the floor, came and stood above my head, and I can only describe it like this. It looked like fresh oil that you would pour into your automobile, but it was thick as honey. It ran like thick honey. I like to call it a honey-like substance that came down from the throne room of grace. I believe what it was was fresh oil from heaven, 
And God began to pour that fresh oil from heaven into me and began to bring about a change on the inside of my heart and life so that from that night on, I would never be the same again. I had such an encounter with God that night. God began to speak to me about many things that would take place, about the ministry, about the anointing. And then he began to tell me this. He said, tonight, he said, Basil, tonight I'm going to drop a fire on the inside of you. Remember back in 92, back in South Africa, God said to me, I want you to go to America and carry the fire revival across the nation, across to churches, stir my people, see my people getting set free. Well, you know, like I said, back in 92, I never had it. But here I am in 93, the second Tuesday night of 93 in a revival meeting on the floor. And I hear the voice of God saying, tonight, I am putting a fire within you that you will carry across the nation, that you will carry from church to church, that hearts and lives will be changed and the fire of God will be set and ignited in the hearts and lives of believers across the nation and even around the world. And that night, folks, God dropped a fire within me. And there was a transformation that took place. Everything that God said to me while I was lying on the floor has already come to pass. Yet we still carry the fire revival. Yet we still carry revival across the nation. I've had people say, uh, Basil, do you still have joy in your meetings? And I look at them and think, don't you? I mean, God hasn't given us something back in the early 90s to today take it away. Yes, yes, we have joy in the meetings all the time. The joy of the Lord breaks out. People get full of the Holy Ghost, get drunk in the Spirit. In other words, get so saturated with the Spirit of God that they become like drunk men, drunk women like they were on the day of Pentecost. These are not drunk as you suppose, seeing as but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. That's what God's doing today. He's pouring out of his spirit upon all flesh. He's pouring out of his spirit upon those that would be hungry and thirsty and those that are desperate for him. And if you are, folks, your life will never be the same again. It, it really stems from a hunger and a thirst. So that night when I got up off the floor, remember quarter past nine in the evening <laughs> that God touched me. And now 1.30 the next morning, I actually get up off the floor, climb up in the chair, drunk, drunk in the Holy Ghost, revived, refreshed. And all of a sudden a joy hits me, a joy unspeakable. In actual fact, I was laughing so hard, felt like my eyeballs were going to pop out of my head. And that night, I mean, I even looked around to see who was laughing like that, thinking to myself, who could that be? Because it didn't even sound like me. But it came from, I felt it coming from within, and then just bubbling right up out of my belly, out of my mouth, and this joy began to flow. You know, it's never stopped. <laughs> it's never stopped. The Bible says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. What keeps us going on a daily basis? What carries us through the trials and tribulations of life? is the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord and the foundation of the word together 
Let me tell you what, you cannot be defeated and you will not fail because Jesus cannot be defeated. And the word does not return void, but it accomplishes what has been sent out to do. And there's a plan and there's a purpose that God has for you. A plan for your ministry, a plan for your life. There's places God wants to take you. There's regions that God wants to bring you into. That whole cities will be shaken by the power of Almighty God. That whole nations will be shaken in these last days by the glory and the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. But He needs people, hungry and thirsty people like you and I, that'll say, God, I'll go wherever you want me to go. I'll say whatever you want me to say. I'll be whatever you want me to be. Not my will, but your will be done. Oh, I feel the presence of God right now. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. God is touching the hearts and lives of the listeners to this podcast. God's touching your heart. A hunger is being stirred. A desperation on the inside of you is being stirred for more of Him. Come on. Come on, you got to drink. Got to drink today of the new wine of the Holy Ghost. You got to let that joy bubble out of your belly. From the innermost being out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. The anointing of God wants to spring forth in you. The anointing of God wants to spring out of you to touch the hearts and lives of others. Allow Him, allow Him even today to do a work on the inside of you. So here we are, God touching our hearts, setting us free. Really, the year of 93 was a year of transformation for me, for my wife. We encountered the Holy Ghost. I mean, there was numerous hours that I spent on the floor as God brought a change in my heart and life. And I thank God for the year of 93 as I traveled and served the ministry of my brother Rodney Howard Brown. I can tell you right now, my life has never been the same. And he took me on from glory to glory to glory and deeper depths and higher heights in his presence. And when we got out on the road in 94, we came to a church in Texas. And I can tell you right now, folks, we have never looked back. We've never looked back. Every year has been something fresh. Every year has been something new. Every year has been another level that God has taken us to. We've pioneered to church. We've Churches we've pastored for three years with my brother down in, in Tampa Bay Church. I mean, God's given us that opportunity to be on the side of pastoral, uh, you know, the fivefold ministry as a pastor. And he's also given us that opportunity to, to operate as an evangelist and travel the nation and travel the world and see the hearts and lives of people being set free. And there's great things that are going to materialize here in this year of 2022. We're excited to see what God's going to do in this year and the years to come. A great shaking, a great outpouring, a great move of the Holy Ghost is going to happen. And I believe we are on the verge of seeing it. As crazy as the world is going, the, the wars and rumors of wars and, and, and pandemics and, and diseases and sicknesses and, and, and people dying and stuff happening around about us, Listen, the focus, our focus is God Almighty. He's our focus. The Word is our foundation. The Holy Spirit is the one that leads us and guides us and carries us through times like this. And I'm telling you right now, the church is going to rise up taller and higher and stronger than they ever have before. And we're going to take back everything that the devil has tried to steal from the church. And we're going to take back uh, those that are lost, those sinners that are running from God, those, those that have backslidden and gone back into the world. I can tell you right now, there is coming a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of heaven before the trumpet of the Lord sounds. And God's going to use people 
ordinary people that are crying out, God, my, my soul hungers and thirsts after you. In the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, and in the midnight hour, I cry out to you, God, come, breathe upon me, touch me, change me. I don't want to be the same again. And I'm telling you right now, God's going to take you to a place you've never been before, and then signs and wonders and miracles are going to happen. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So yeah, we are, you know, many years later, we've just been traveling the nations and seeing God do amazing things. There's a whole new uh, development that God's doing in the ministry, even in this year of 2022. And I, I'll, I'll use that for another podcast. But let me tell you what, there is something great on the horizon. And I can tell you right now, the sun is rising and God's going to move in a very powerful way. Do not tie the hands of God. Do not limit the hands of God. Do not put God in a box. Do not look at what's going on in the natural, but keep your eyes fixed upon him for he is above. He is above the natural world that we see and God is in control and God's going to cause things to happen that we never, ever thought would. Hallelujah. 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 All I can do is encourage people and say, get hungry, get thirsty, place a demand upon the anointing and allow the spirit of God to come and do a mighty, mighty work on the inside of you. God is moving by his spirit. <laughs> God is moving by his spirit, wants to touch you, wants to change you. Hallelujah. And he wants to fill you up. Let's pray together. Father, we pray for every listener that's been listening to this podcast, even right now. For a fresh anointing, Lord God, for a fresh touch of heaven, for a hunger and a thirst that would develop on the inside of them. For more of you. Come, come like a mighty rushing wind. Come like cloven tongues of fire. Rest upon each and every one of your children. Let a fresh fire begin to burn on the inside of their belly. Change them, fill them, saturate them, that, they've, that they'll never be the same again, that you'll take them even today on from glory to glory, deeper depths and higher heights in your anointing, in your presence. Father, we give you praise. We give you honor and we give you glory for that, Lord. <laughs> in Jesus' mighty name, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I tell you, folks, <laughs> I've, I've preached myself drunk. I preached myself happy. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you've been blessed by this podcast, please share it with others. Let other people know. Hunger, thirst, desperation. Amen. Get hungry. Get desperate. Get determined. God's going to do a work in my heart and life. And I'll never be the same again. Thank you so much for joining us. God bless you. We love you. And we'll see you soon. If you don't know Jesus and need to rededicate your life right now, pray this prayer with me. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I confess right now that Jesus, you are my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart. Take out the hardened heart and give me a heart of flesh. Change me, Lord. Let me never be the same again. I repent and turn from my ways. 
I make you Lord of my life right now. Use me, Lord, in these days we are in. I am ready for your coming and always will be. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul and setting me free. Amen. Now, if you pray this prayer, I would love to hear from you. So please email me at revivalpodcasthb at gmail.com. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Messages of Revival Podcast. For more, subscribe to Messages of Revival Podcast on Anchor, Google Podcast, and iTunes. And share this podcast with somebody that needs to be uplifted and blessed. God bless you.